Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumbacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig, and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! The night, the, the lineup never changes. <laughs> yeah, the formation never changes. It's this is from one year to another. It's <laughs> all the same. The backgrounds never change on our Zoom calls. The our, our, our relative weights never change. Nothing ever changes. Um, I think that's really starting off the new year with a fucking bang. <laughs> happy New Year, anyway, guys. Um, <laughs> we've just done all our uh, New Year chat, so yeah. we, we won't put you through listening to that um, on the Newcastle Natter. We'll just get straight into the football. There's been an awful lot of football since we last spoke. Of course, everyone wants to talk about transfers. We'll talk about transfers after the break. But first, we have to do the dirty work of talking about the last four games. Leicester lost 4-0. Liverpool lost 3-1. Manchester City lost 4-0. And then we had the good fortune to play the worst team in world football at the moment, Manchester United, and draw (laughs) 1-1. Is that... Anything in particular you would like to say about those games, Dave? I think the Leicester, is, Leicester performance was the worst performance under Eddie Howe and we deservedly lost and we deservedly got spanked. I think the Liverpool and Man City games, I think that was those performances were a mid-table side being beaten by a much better side. Like They weren't particularly terrible performances and there were a couple of individual errors which like flattened the scoreline against us a bit. But I'm not like we were never going to win them anyway. So I'm not really not really upset about that. Less less the result. Well, I just was remembered bad. that just looking at it, I just remembered we went ahead against Liverpool with a lovely goal from Shelby. Mm. Rejuvenate Shelby. Go on, go get into Man City. No, not much to talk about Man City. It was just um they were they were much better than us and had been throughout. I mean, it started with that horrific uh, defensive error, <clears throat> like in the first five minutes, um, where Kieran Clark again was at fault and let the ball go over him. I think he was expecting Dubravka to, to pick, like to to claim it, but instead of just heading it out for a corner, he just let the ball go over his head, and and um, Ruben Diaz got a, a tap in. It was. Fucking terrible defending, and then we were all right. Uh, it was just that they were much better than us, so fine, fuck it, don't care. The more important thing to do is talk about the Man U game because I think that that both that performance and result 
is a better reflection of what this club, this side can be under Eddie Howe. Maybe, but Man United, they do give, at the moment, they give whoever is playing them an opportunity to look good, don't they? Norwich did all right against Man United recently. Wolves just beat Man United. I mean, that was, it was two points dropped against Man U. That wasn't, we deserve to comfortably win. My worry is, I think we've said it on the WhatsApp a few times and possibly on the pod, we're doing enough every game, just enough to make sure we don't win and changing our performance for whoever the opposition is. So like playing Norwich, let's make sure we get someone sent off early and do just enough to not win. Same with sort of Brentford. And that needs to change. It's it's the defensive fuck ups really. We weren't we looked better defensively against Man U, but most teams look quite good defensively against Man U at the minute. They didn't really they didn't really offer much threat. No. No, I think, and but it comes back to what Paul was saying: it's individual errors. I think against Liverpool we were doing okay, and then defensive cock up, and then suddenly we're in we're in the shit, and you know they're all over us. Uh, defensive error against Man City in the first five minutes completely ruins the game because now we have to chase the game, and Man City are perfectly capable of picking off a side looking to, to beat us. And against um, against Man U, Lascelles just lost Edson Cavani and you know he is a very very good striker it's not like losing I don't fucking know Sebastian Haller it's it's Cavani like don't fucking lose him and that's why that's why they got the equaliser I, I would say that had Wilson stayed on the pitch I think we would have scored a second before they scored theirs mm. and I think we would have gone on to win it I think injuries did um Screw us out of that. There were big one. positives as well. Like Joe Linton just looks <laughs> yeah. like a superb central midfielder now. One of one yeah. of the problem positions we had coming to this transfer window doesn't feel as much of a problem now. Sean Longstaff had easily his best game since oh. Rafa left. Since you mentioned Joe Linton and Sean Longstaff in quick succession, can we touch on what was the most heartwarming footage of oh, yeah. the season, which was the uh joint interview of Sean Longstaff and Joe Linton in which Sean Longstaff stood up for Joe Linton um, said for the last two years he's always been the best player in training whenever you had him on your team you knew you were going to win he said that the that a lot of the criticism of Joe Linton was disgraceful the disrespect that he gets as, as Sean Longstaff put it and uh, it was very sweet to watch Joe Linton looked quite moved by it um, Although he did it. also look like a, a troubled rapper being defended by the head of his fan club. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that. He, he may have hit those women, but he's really nice and you need to leave him alone. <laughs> some best records. Just fine. Okay, well, we'll leave that there. <laughs> but no, it was very sweet. It was nice. But it's yeah, interesting because the... Like Vieira, right? Yeah. That performance against Man United was the best midfield performance since... Sissoko? I, I was going to say each of the Longstaffs when they first came onto the scene. I, remember I think the, it was better. I think, I think like you were saying, Paul, that it, it, was, it was really exceptional. It was like when Sissoko first broke into the scene and he had that obviously his debut against Chelsea, but there are a few other games where he absolutely bossed it. Joe Linton absolutely bossed that game. And when you look at the the calibre of the opposition, you know, he wasn't bossing it against Norwich. He was bossing it against individually capable footballers. And he was, he was outstanding. And uh, it's nice to see him getting the credit from not just um, like Newcastle fans, but also just the, the wider the wider punditry, like match of the day, we're giving a lot of credit. Yeah. It's he deserves it because he's put in the work outside of the the, th- the training ground to to make himself a better footballer. I think as well, he bossed it against what is certainly going to be Watford's future centre midfield pairing, <laughs> Tomaday and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> but he, right. was, he was keeping everybody in his pocket. It was great to see. Yeah. So we'll probably. You know, cut down all of this 
again after the break. But let's have a break and then we can get into a uh, transfer chat and hopefully, as it stands, our first signing of the new era and perhaps plenty more to come. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean, and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Good break, guys. Lovely. Yeah. I sorted out any noise I was making by zipping up my jumper. Good. Good. Do you feel recuperated from the break? Yeah, I've got a beer. So it looks like we've got our first new signing of the new era. I, I have in my head that a few pods ago, we were all sat in the same positions that we are now. And we had a long conversation about who we thought was or was just about to be confirmed as our new manager, Unai Emery. Uh, as it stands, we are told that a, a fee has been agreed for Trippier and he's on his way to Newcastle for a medical. He's also waved goodbye to the fans at, at Atletico. So it, it's it seems more like it seems more f- further down the line than Emery was. We we jumped the gun on that. So let's just allow ourselves the possibility of making tits of ourselves again and talk about our brand new signing, Trippier. <laughs> Thoughts I, on I don't Trippier? Think... Go on, yes, Dave. I've never heard his name pronounced like that. He's not French. Yeah. Trippier. Yeah, he's Trippier. <laughs> but you know you're right yeah you're a punce (laughs) I don't know sparks okay if you want to you can call him sparkling trippier but I will call him trippier Uh, it may be pronounced that way I'll call him trippier it's trippier You'll probably be called, oh, he's, he's, you'll be called trips on the training training ground. I expect. What are your thoughts? Like, he's thirty. He's thirty-one years old, but he is a, a cracking right back. I don't think any um, right back created more chances than him at the last World Cup. I don't think any right back created more chances in um, La Liga outside of like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Obviously, um, he'll be. At the peak of physical fitness because of his his current manager, yeah, he's like, oh, win the league though. So anyway, he, he may have, but anyway, fuck's up what to do then? Well, I don't Bell. know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was um, up on the point that, except for Barcelona and Real Madrid, like obviously they would do better, but Atletico won the league. Anyway, carry on. Uh, I think he's an excellent, and if the reported fee is correct, which is twelve million plus add-ons, and the add-ons that they're talking about is like three million quid, if we survive, we're assuming. Um, even if it's fifteen million quid for Kieran Trippier, I think that's a fantastic bit of business. Sure, apparently he's only got a few months left on his contract, and he is over thirty. But for a player of his standard. And to come to our club, um, this Paul does show that is a. It, it's not Mbappe, but it is definitely a sign that things are different 
to the way they were a few months ago, right, Paul? Yeah, I think regardless almost of Kieran Trippier, the way the deal's been done is very reassuring. It sort of shows who is it we've brought in to be in charge of transfers on an interim basis? The guy who's at Celtic and Reading. Is it Dennis Wise? No, <laughs> definitely not Dennis Wise. <laughs> but who I can't remember his name there. But the guy we yeah. in charge of transfers seems to be if we're only paying twelve million, considering the other day it was sort of saying thirty million or twenty-five million would be the asking price. And yeah. we're also like not bursting our wage structure. Like he's set to become the highest earner, apparently, but on around a hundred grand a week, which for an England right back isn't terrible. I still think, only... I think the speed we've done the deal at as well. I mean, how often have we had anything coming in by like the fourth of January? No, yeah, that's reassuring. And it's it's and as uh, we failed to mention in the first half of the pod, it, it's still quite a while till we're going to have another Premier League game. So mm. that does give us the opportunity to get some players in who we do definitely need because of the standard of our squad and the fact that our two possibly best players, although Joe Linton maybe takes that man takes that mantle right now, but um, Wilson and St Maximin are out. So we do need to make some signings. But I think this also helps the other signings as well. I think so. If you're considering a move to Newcastle, this sort of shows, I don't know the sentence I'm trying to say here, but you know what I mean. It it, it elevates us in the conversation. Instead of, you don't have to go for a Rubinho target, which like the equivalent would be like Coutinho, maybe. You don't have to do... Yeah, yeah. Like Kieran Trippier is... is, what is that sound? Is some is somebody reversing a truck? What is it? Yes, it's just Twitter going crazy. You you buzzes. get you get buzzes every time there's a tweet. Every single time there's any anybody tweets. Nigella's got a, a little... new recipe out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get buzzes for on Twitter? I just get notifications when certain accounts tweet. Do you? Yeah, are we are we any of those accounts? Um, so the other positions that we're looking at, is obviously left back. <laughs> Absolutely, is that, I bet the accounts that you get notifications are on, like Barry Glenn Denning and whoever your like, enemies are. NUFC <laughs> stats. <laughs> Luke Edwards is one, but I don't mind Luke Edwards. I mean, he's a bit of a prick, but fucking fine. Right. About it. Let's talk about Newcastle's other transfer um, options. So Trippier looks like he's done and dusted. Oh, I wanted a chance to talk about Trippier. I'm the host. What the fuck yeah, are you yeah. going to bring up? You can't even get his name right. I want. I want my moment to talk about Trippier. Oh, hang on a minute, Dave. Be quiet. You've just had another tweet. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Can you turn that off? The fuck? Keep it, no, keep it going. Keep it going. We can't have him miss another tweet from Piers Morgan. <laughs> Hang on, Piers Morgan or Piers Corbin? Well, either. Yeah. yeah well, either. The devil and angel on your shoulders. <laughs> Come on, then. Tell us about Kieran Trippier. Well, I was going to say. What? It'd be nice to have a dead ball specialist, someone who can actually take a free kick or a corner. Yeah, Fair enough. A standard a lot higher than anything we've got. And I was yeah, going to say, point. yes, he's probably past his peak, but he's clearly good going forward and defending. He's a yeah. proper pro. He's quite fast going forward as well. So I think compared to sort of Mankio and Kraft, he'll be a bit nippy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. It's it's crumbling as a podcast, Dave. I, mean, I don't know what we're meant to move on to next. I don't know. You're hosting, obviously. What what do we move on to now? Other yeah. targets. Other targets. Yes, thank you. So there was uh, talk of uh, this week Obama Young on mm-hmm. a loan deal. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Obama. <laughs> Oh, well, you've, you've actually just said it in a very racist way. I think <laughs> me and Dave are going to distance ourselves from this. 
<laughs> so, oh, who's that? How can you not? How can you not turn it how off? How is that still on? How, you keep on clicking it. How, Dave, now is your opportunity to turn it off or you will be shot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> two seconds. Turn the sound off. <laughs> right, Dave's now gone. To hide. We literally can't see it, Dave, anymore. I'm still here. Ooh. He's still there. Just what? keep talking. I think Obama Yang would be a terrible signing for us. In terms, yes, of... I sort of like shouted it on WhatsApp a little while ago, but I've completely before it was mooted in the press. But now I've completely done an about turn, and I also think it would be a disaster. Go on. I think it. Well, yeah, it would be like when we signed Patrick Cliver. But it sort of has the feel of like Loic Remy to QPR, someone who's just there for the wages. I think we need sort of hungrier players. Like you can be a high earning player who isn't just in it for the money. Like Trippier feels like he'll be hardworking enough and not, it doesn't feel like a mercenary signing. Whereas Obama Yang, you just think we've got quite a good work ethic in our squad and there is a sort of, they're quite a good hardworking group of players and it's the sort of player you don't want to throw into the middle of that. And yeah, the only thing we balance. know about him at the moment is that like he's out of favour at his club because of behavioural issues. Yeah. Mm. And and he, uh, for all his talent, and, you know, you think about him as a top Premier League striker and then you sort of have a look at his record in the last couple of years and what Arsenal fans are saying about him and you think, oh, yeah, maybe he's really gone off the ball and I hadn't really noticed. I would rather uh, have any other Arsenal striker than him. Well, yeah. We're, we're, I have seen a little bit of talk about Nketiah, as a, which as a loan would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's... I mean, I'm not so worried about the money because he'll get the money wherever he is. It's not like he's, we're going to pay him more or whatever. Although, yes, so I'd be... smash our wage structure. Yeah. But he he also is about to go off to the African Cup of Nations. So, like, we desperately need a striker. And for him to piss off for a month. He might come yeah. back just as Callum Wilson returns from injury. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're were it not for were it not for the African Cup of Nations, I'd be okay with having a talented mercenary like Obamiang because certainly in his situation, because it would only be a loan deal, because we wouldn't pay the whatever the market value is for him. Um I'd, I'd take him, but yeah, because he's going to be missing for, because of the Af- African Cup of Nations, then we should focus our targets elsewhere. Uh, and Ketia from, from Arsenal, and there's other strikers like um, Gabriel Barbosa, um, Andrea Bellotti, um, that are out there and available, and it's more likely to be a permanent move, which means they're more likely to put in a shift. Um, so up front, Difficult because the either you're bringing in a like somebody to start ahead of Callum Wilson, and you're going to phase Callum Wilson out, or you're bringing somebody in to compete with him. And it's, well, I think it's you difficult. almost have to bring in someone to compete with him though, because he's sort of shown you're not going to get a full season out of Callum Wilson, so it's quite hard to build a team around him. Yeah, and in the relegation, everything right now has to be about how do we get to the end of the season and survive. That's mm. what it has to be about. And the fact is, Callum Wilson cannot be relied on to, to play as no. good as he is when he does. Mm. We already know that he's out for a month or whatever. So yeah. we definitely need a, a striker who can who can start. And when you talk about like Barbosa or the other one, you said Bellotti, I'm looking at a very long list of strikers we've been connected to and he's not on it. But um, West Ham have been linked with Barbosa as well today, I think. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I would I, like I to see about strikers from other leagues just because, you know, we need them to hit the ground running and there's no guarantees, but go on, Paul. Yeah, but you... Well, I've said to you, I think I'd quite like to see... Mitrovic 
return. I think in a less defensive team, I think he would be not necessarily expecting to start every game when Wilson's fit, but would be useful and a different kind of proposition and a good player to bring off the bench. I don't see it happening. I, I don't see it either because you can't trust Mitrovic to keep his head and what would inevitably happen is Wilson would be out for a month and Mitrovic would get a three-game suspension because of a stupid red card on top of a stupid red card on top of... You know what I mean? It's just, I don't... It's going very well for him at Fulham anyway, aren't they? About to yeah. Go yeah. He, literally, have to sp- he literally eats goals for breakfast, lunch and dinner. At the dinner. Well, we don't need someone to eat goals. We need someone to vomit goals. We... <laughs> Uh, I, I just can't see it happen. Um, the I think there are there are good options, all of whom we've released in the last few years under Benitez. <laughs> so you got Ivan Tony as well, but I think he would cost quite a lot of money. I, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's. I, th- I understand why people tend to like focus on who's available in the Premier League or the Championship because those are the leagues that you, we know better. But there are far far better options out in the, the rest of the world. Like, I don't know, maybe if, if at the beginning of the season we had been taken over, we could have picked up Vlaovic um, from Fiorentina. I think he's a superb striker. I think we could have picked up, um, I don't know, we could have got Barbosa at the beginning of the season. There's plenty of players out there who are, um, if they're not proven at the Premier League, but they are really fucking good players and they would fit with Eddie Howe's system, Mitrovic wouldn't. Just it's a weird just one. Wouldn't. I feel like strikers coming from outside the Premier League, especially in the winter window. The only one I can think of who's hit the ground running was Papi Cisse. That's not just for us. That's sort of out of all of them. It's hard to think of too many who hit the ground. I'm sure there's dozens of examples now I've said that. Hmm. I do know what you're saying. and There are a lot more examples of strikers who sound brilliant and have great records from other yeah. leagues arriving in the Premier League and really struggling for a while. And it doesn't mean they're not talented and they weren't, and it doesn't mean they were even a bad signing. And that, like I say, there's no guarantees. You can't, there, there isn't such a thing as guaranteed goals or anything. Well, like Luke but, de Jong now at Barcelona, we had him on loan and it didn't work out at all. It is quite a hard league, I think, especially for a striker to adjust to. I think other positions on the pitch, it's a lot easier to slot in. I'm seeing Edin Dzeko we were linked to. Wouldn't mind that. I mean, obviously, I haven't watched him for a while. The one I'd love is Giroud from two seasons ago. There's (laughs) there's certain players where you think that would have been perfect at the time. Well, let's see if we can get him. Imagine if we issued a come and get me plea to 2019's Olivier Giroud. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out some other names, not just strikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a name that has been exciting me for some time is Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently, from what I see, that is one to be taken seriously. That could definitely. He's very happen. good. He's just not played 90 minutes for months, has he? No, he's not playing a lot. But then the same could be said for Donny van der Beek, who sure, oh, van der Beek, isn't it? Is it van der Beek? Van der Beek, yeah. So racist. Um, he's it's clearly not worked out for him at Man New, which seems ridiculous. I mean, how much? Has a football I, club in the UK ever fucked up as much as Man New at the moment? I mean, I mean we've given that. them a good run at times. <laughs> Man, you were like, aren't they like the most like expensive team ever assembled or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is mad. I'd, I'd snap your hands off for Donny van der Beek. I'd, I'd have him over Ramsey. Yeah. I'd like either. Mm. But weirdly, okay. yeah, yeah, I would. Weirdly, I don't think central midfield is as big as an issue as as the other positions like centre forward is now vital because yeah. Wilson's out for a month and the defence because in the last three or four games we've seen that it's the defence that's the real like it's the individual lack of quality 
or the lack of individual quality that's so, really screwing us. It's sounding like Sven Botman is uh <laughs> sorry, I don't I don't understand why nobody else finds that name funny. Because <laughs> we're grown ups. <laughs> come on, it's with Sven as well. It's just together. Come on. <laughs> um it's sounding like Sven Botman might be uh harder to uh come by than uh we would have hoped. <laughs> you should have put every move word into that sentence. No, no. <laughs> Genuinely wasn't. <laughs> um, we, we apparently we bid something like 30 million and that was rejected. Mm. I think yeah. if we have put a second apparently second and final bid in. But well, AC Milan are also keen on him. Yeah, but AC Milan cannot match the the amount of money that um Leona are asking for, whereas we potentially can. If if we're spending 35, 40 million pounds on Sven Botman, I think that's a really good I think it's a really good bit of business for us because he is, you know, he is a very, very good centre half. And that's where we are weakest. Because it's only really Fabian Schaar and the rest are all championship and Fabian Schaar's injured all the time. I think 40 million for Sven Botman. Yeah, I'd, I'd, if I were in charge of the finances, 40 million quid on that position makes a lot of sense to me, much more so than spending a similar amount on like uh, Samuel and Titi from Barcelona. A lot of talk of Tarkovsky still, apparently. We were told a while ago that Burnley, he, you know, from Burnley that he was not for sale. Apparently Tarkovsky wants it. But I'm also seeing that Burnley fans think he's been shit for quite a while, but maybe that's... Mm. Maybe that's them playing mind games. Um, but also, like Southampton fans were saying, Van Dyke was um, wasn't playing very well prior to his move to to Liverpool, um, and it could just be that if if your head's not in the game for the club that you're at, may, like I don't know, I'm not a professional footballer. Maybe you're. So you're saying James You're saying James Tarkovsky is the next Van Dyke. That's what you're saying. That's that's literally. That's he, literally he what I'm saying, be. you fucking bellet. He can't be the next Van Dyke to keep reading that Sven Botman, who nobody knew about a month ago, <laughs> is the next Van Dyke. This is the we thing. can't That's sign two Van Dyke. Hang on a second. This, this is this is something that I hear about a lot, where 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 people haven't heard of a footballer, and then when other people say, "Oh, this is a good player." Then that grow, uh, drives up excitement from the fan base, and they think he's the like the next coming or whatever. And then there is always a subset who's like, uh, apparently he's the next Van Dyke or whatever. No, it's just that he is good. If you look at like if you do the research into it, do your own research, have a look at do the, your the research. I do, and that's why I haven't taken the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, guys. I'm boosted. Go on, Dave. Like, genuinely, if when you hear about a name like, um, uh, yeah, like like Sven Botman or Gabriel Barbosa, go and have a deep dive into his statistics. Go and have a look at like interviews about the player. Go and have a look at other people's opinions on the player. And then from that, build your own opinion. Sven Botman is a good centre half. He's one the of the most highly rated. I mean, I understand that this is a football podcast and this is fun to talk about and whatever but the mm. only thing I will really form my opinion on is like if we actually sign him on his performances because like it's, this is this is just the nature of football right like really smart people who really know about football frequently spend a lot of money on signings who don't work out yeah. and every signing who we've had over the last from what I can remember, there's been almost every signing. There's been a lot of opinions on him from Newcastle fans or from journalists that, like, there's so much opinion on a player before they actually play, which very rarely is what they actually are. Do you know what I mean? I hear so much about what certain players are and then they play and they're not that. Yeah. <laughs> you, just don't, you just don't know. We don't know. Like... I'm not going to go and read interviews about Sven Botman. I'm, I, don't know, I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't fucking know. Like, he's just some dude with a funny name. 
plays for Lille. And I and if people and if smart people who know about football rate him, then I guess we'll see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, we'll find out. I mean, the temptation <laughs> as a fan is to only accentuate the positives in everyone we're linked with until we miss mm. out on them. And then, well, we probably escaped a bullet, actually, because they've not got Premier League experience. We don't know. There's no mm. certainties. Even Trippier, that could be like when we signed Stephen Carr and thought we were getting one of the best right-backs in the league, but actually they were just past it. It's it could all, be. There's no science to it, but Sven Botman is the best future centre-back in the world. <laughs> well, what's interesting is the other names that we've been linked with, um, like few of them are like Coutinho, you know, that level of, that that Rubinho transfer, few of them are. Some of them are, you know, like Kieran Trippi is a, a, a well-known name. Um, I don't know, like Aaron Ramsey's a well-known name. But the majority of them are like not that well-known. And it's, I mean, you could look at it in two ways. You could either say, oh, it's good because we're looking for players that best fit us rather than just going for big names. Or it could be they don't know who they're, what they're doing and they're just casting the net wide. So I'm erring towards the trying to take the positive. Yeah, we'll have to see, but I, I, I think there's a lot to be said for not introducing a player on 300 grand a week. Yeah. Whatever car they arrive in to, <laughs> to our squad you know i'm just not sure that'll go well in many instances i think one center back currently in europe who i think would be very good for us is chancel and bember who wouldn't be that <laughs> expensive he's no he's doing really well okay. i would genuinely take him back Fair i think enough. he's sort of what we need another one not that I... rafa sold yeah rafa <laughs> you love your little digs at, at benitez don't you well i've I've always been very pro Rafa, but then you start looking at all the decent players he's got rid of for us, and you kind of think, "Well, he's proven the doubters wrong at Everton now." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not biting. Well, speaking of Everton, Lucas Dinier. Mm. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Luca Dean, as he might be called. No. <laughs> Lucas Dignay. I would love, I would absolutely um, love to see Luca Dina and Kieran Trippier on the flanks because they create a fuck ton of chances. Yeah. And someone like Callum Wilson would would get so many opportunities. Who's with those two? I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at like a long list of it, it's Names. compiled by NUFC.com. It's a list of everyone we've been linked with in January mm. in the papers. And looking at the centre-backs, I suppose, that the, I mean, people say it's a lost art, isn't it? There aren't that many, like, big-name centre-backs around anyway anymore. But, like, looking at the names, it's, it's like Nat Phillips, Mason Holgate, Rob Holding. Like, all of these could potentially improve our squad. Nathan Ake as well still keeps getting linked. Lloyd, mm -hmm. whatever his name is. Kelly. Bournemouth. Right. Lloyd Kelly. I mean, there's we there's need a, someone who's gonna, and I'm not saying none of them will, but we need someone who's we need a fucking seismic shift in that defence. Yeah. Right? yeah, but you think with two new fullbacks who can actually defend and attack, and a ball playing yeah. defender, it might like Lascelles might suddenly be less of a liability with that sort mm -hmm. of structure around him. You never know. And with and a having, decent, having and a decent centre midfielder in the yeah, in the centre. Means that they're under Joe less Linton pressure. Playing, even having Joe Linton playing where he is playing right now. Yeah, I think if if we were to pick up someone like Holding, Holgate, uh, Nathan Ake, they would dramatically improve our centre centre backs because while they are not, they're not good enough for the teams that they're at. They are better than our centre halves by orders of magnitude because we're playing with Kieran Clark, Jamal Lascelles. Fernandez, occasionally Emil Kraft and, and Fabian Schaar. And with the best one in the world, only one of them has the, the ability to be a Premier League footballer. The rest of them are now 
top of the championship. Mm. Do you think? Whereas these kids, as well, yes, the other thing because I thought Mankio filled in very well at left back. You suddenly think Lewis Mankio dumb it when he's back. I'd put all yeah, of those I, ahead of Richie. Oh, but but the Luca Dina would be better than all of them. Yeah. And like and Lewis has got fucking time on his side. So he he and, and Dina could like swap positions, like, you know, could could be those two on the on the um on the left hand side. And on the right hand side you've got Trippier with uh, Mankio Kraft who can play in that position. It makes sense to have like options. Okay. Um I totally forgot about social media. But we did have some correspondence on social media, so I should probably have a look at it. Uh, I have read some of this, but I've totally forgotten about it. Andy Sheldon says, no real question, just utter joy at being able to finally feel positive and enjoy a transfer window. Well, they have put transfer widow, which would make a good film. (laughs) It's nice as well just not to be thinking at the start of January, like, it would be good if we could get Hamza Chowdhury in before the end of the month. (laughs) (laughs) On loan. It it would be hilarious if we got through this transfer window without buying anyone. (laughs) Just loads of talk and then didn't buy anyone. Um, Paul M says, new striker has taken an added importance with Wilton Endry. Which would you go for from the five million names mentioned to date? You might as well. We might as well. Uh, we've talked about it, but what would be your number one choice, Paul? Oh, can you come back to me. I need to have a think. Um, I would um, go with um, Barbosa. Gabigol. Have you ever seen Barbosa play? Like highlights and stuff, but I've done a lot of deep diving on the statistics because when somebody's linked, I like to know what he is. He's good. All right. Highly rated. I can't think of a striker who would actually... No, it feels like any other season, there'd be a very decent reserve at Chelsea or at Leicester. (laughs) At Tammy Abraham. We've been linked with Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Could we afford him? Probably not, but we've been linked with him. I don't think we'd... There's not... Well, that'd be all right. They're a dying breed. There aren't that many strikers. Bring Hosselu home. That's what I think. There's fucking loads of strikers. Not in the way they used to be, because loads of the top clubs it used to be standard. Right? All right, Brexit. That's <laughs> yeah. bollocks. So I used you to f- be able to go outside to be a striker on your doorstep, and you wouldn't have to lock your door. <laughs> right, Man City have got one striker who's kind of a striker, Jesus. Yeah, well, that's Guardiola Chelsea teams. They're sort of Chelsea. Yeah, have, Chelsea have got one striker, Lukaku. Liverpool have got. Two strikers. Maybe kind of, Firmino is kind of like a false nine on isn't he? Manu have got 80. Yeah, can we have one of those? I would love Cavani. I would love Cavani, Greenwood, <laughs> Rashford. Yeah, they're complete, they're completely ruining Greenwood and Rashford. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we should have one of them, but that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um uh, just I can't get over that bollock statement. There are no strikers out there. There's fucking loads, man. Aren't yeah, the other, the other interesting days one. Days gone by. Go on. Day. Sorry, I was gonna say the other the other one I like just because of the story around them is Brereton Diaz. I love that, yeah. But yeah. it would feel like a huge gamble. He could be our Roque Santa Cruz. Yeah. I don't even know the story around him. Tell us. Well, he is like a sort of young English striker, somebody, he did an interview and said his mum was, is it not Chile, is it? Or is it Chile? Yeah, 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 yeah. Chilean. Chilean. Yeah. So someone updated that on Football Manager. Then a Chilean Football Manager player started like a campaign to get him a cap for the Chilean team. He got a call up. He's just been scoring for fun for them. He's suddenly <laughs> scoring... Like he's on fire at Blackburn. He's got like so, 20 I mean, goals has, for Blackburn? Yeah. It has a yeah. lot of alarm bells as a player. Yeah. I'd like it. Let's see him. Well, he is one of the only strikers currently playing professional football, so. <laughs> one of five. 
Let's get By the way, bef- before that, before that, um, that, uh, that story, he was just Brereton. He wasn't Brereton Diaz. Oh. So he's tacked on Diaz subsequently. I, sh- I should have gone through these, these tweets before earlier on, but you know, I didn't. Swan Ronson says, do you have a block book? Do you have to block book pottery classes after the initial introduction? Asking for a friend. <laughs> you do, I think. Um, well, you can get an annual membership and just go in when you want, and then they'll let you use the kiln. And this has been covered earlier on in the podcast, I guess. Tom Moss says, seeing as Lil seemed to be refusing to sell Botman, who is Dame going to sell <laughs> Botman? <laughs> He's not a fucking superhero. forever, <laughs> Botman. <laughs> Who is Dave going to start bringing up every natter as the answer to that? <laughs> Barbosa. Sure. Barbosa. No. no. We've got to guess Pierre. Pierre Unluc Fukawa, who's absolutely tearing up the, the Finnish League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't knowing things fucking ridiculous? Bellend. We don't know anything about football. <laughs> There's no strikers anywhere. There aren't. There's hardly There's fucking loads, you dick. Compared to the nineties. Compared to the nineties. Four twos are lost formations. You've already like cut half the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. There's like a lot it's, less strikers. It's demonstrably untrue that there's no strikers. <laughs> it's demonstrably. I'm not saying that on what you mean is what you mean is that the the pro like the the typical striker from the 90 doesn't exist like the big man little man combination because no, you're getting them in one me. player well what the fuck are you there's talking about then because there's strikers. loads of strikers there's loads of there's not that strikers. many good ones around there's at least there's two on the books of every Premier League club <laughs> no, there's, there's loads <laughs> three good strikers on the books of every Premier League club I said there isn't least, our hours I said at least two Otherwise we won't be having this fucking at, conversation at least two at least two well there used to be at least four right there's less <laughs> a minute left on the Zoom we're going to start another meeting so we can fucking bang on about this for another 40 minutes and then we'll talk about the Cambridge game uh, welcome back to the Newcastle Natter this is with the Zoom meeting ended this is a new Zoom meeting. I'm like failing not to drag on this conversation about strikers. Just pointed out you can't move for fullbacks now. A lot of fullbacks. Every club's got about four or five left backs. So the nature of the game's changed. So Mane and Salah are strikers. Exactly. They're but they're being players. but they're being played as wide forwards. It's just the nature of the game's changed. Trent Alexander Arnold is a winger who can defend. But he's played in that fullback position, so it, it's not that those skill sets don't exist. It's just they're either being played in different positions. Yeah, it's like Phil, Wilson. Phil Foden. We need to get a striker. We do need a goal scorer. I will not take Salah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Roy of the Rovers type. Yeah. Well, he was a midfielder, wasn't he? I don't know. Um, so. Uh, Right, our next game is against Cambridge. Is there much to say about that? It's a sellout, yeah. which is quite unusual for this round of the cup. It's unreal. Uh, hopefully, we will be able to field a side. Hopefully, there'll be a new signing in the squad. You want to fire out a prediction? I've just realised I'm running out of batteries on my computer, so do it quick. Dave? Uh, I think we'll win 3-0. Paul? I think 2-0. I wonder if uh, Eddie Howe will decide to rest some players or because there's been a bit of a gap, he'll be thinking more about like keeping players match fit and Given confidence, I wonder. I'm going to say 2-1. Surely we'll win. You I mean, would, I was thinking about this earlier today. Would you take 
relegation and an FA Cup final. Yes. This year. Oh. Ooh. But you don't know which yeah. way the final's going to go. Uh, no. What? Well, because if uh, the FA so Cup if final, I, was if I know we, if I know we'd lose the final, then I definitely wouldn't take it. Yeah. And would I take relegation and a final against Man City or Liverpool or Chelsea? No, I wouldn't, because I know we'd lose it. But Man City and winning the FA uh, relegation and winning the fucking Carabao. Yes, I would take that. Yeah, but get, just getting to a final, no, because. Yeah. Nobody cares about who came second in the final. Yeah. And to be relegated sucks. No. That's a stupid question, Paul. Well, don't you get do you still get European qualification if you're runner up if they get Champions League? Depends on how it falls, because if, if Aston Villa were to get to the FA Cup final and were to beat us, which they definitely could. I mean, it would go worst, to that's the worst of all scenarios. Yeah. But no, I'm saying if a Champions League qualifying team beat us in an FA Cup final and we got relegated would we still go into Europe the next year? I think we would yeah I think so so um, I really am running out of batteries so uh, <laughs> so I think What's we'll your, oh you've had your prediction haven't you 2-1 mm-hmm. we've all done our predictions we'll be back again I presume next week hopefully with some more signings and probably some more Transfer talk, talk. There's so much to talk about. And uh, in between now and then, we'll see if we can locate the world's missing strikers. Where have they all gone? Thank you. Thank you, Dave Watson. I nearly called you Steve Watson then. Thank you, Dave Watson. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Craig. He could, we could do it. He could play a striker. <laughs> Steve Watson, he could play striker, couldn't he? Oh, Daniel Craig. Because I, I said Daniel Craig. No, Steve Watson, hat trick for Everton. Yeah. Paul. Yeah, no. <laughs> Paul. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Dillon. You fucking weirdo. And thank you. To you. <laughs> and thank you to you, the Newcastle National listener. Goodbye. <laughs> If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.